Welcome to Star Trek Stuff with Anne. This one is shit. And Adam. Doesn't the cousin fucking get old at some point? Drink every time they say, yeah, and mm mm-hmm. A loyal listener, uh, my friend, my very good friend Raymond, um, wanted us to share our Star Trek crushes. And I don't know, I kind of came up with a list. It's a short list, but it's a list. Um, I'm pretty picky. And honestly, like, it's a it's a weird list. So this is going to be tough for you because we've talked about on the show before mm-hmm. how Trip is the first like yeah. Star Trek hottie that you've mentioned. Well, I mean, okay, so Trip, uh, Lieutenant Castillo from Yesterday's Enterprise. Um, you know the guy the the one that was the bad guy in one of the Adam Sandler movies, and Adam Sandler said you you eat shit for breakfast. That guy. Shooter um, McGavin? Sh- yeah. But on that episode, <laughs> he was so adorable. I loved him in that episode. Okay, Otherwise, yeah. you know, no. Um, Ash Tyler, of course. He is a handsome man. From Discovery. Oh, my God. That was the first time I was like, holy shit, who's that dude? You know. Had you seen him in uh, Toast before that? I don't think so. There was a show called Toast, and he had this... Uh, great running bit. He was a voiceover producer and like the main character who was uh, Matt Barry, who's been in the IT crowd oh, and a bunch of other stuff. Matt Barry, I love him. Yeah, he's hysterical. This show is mm. hysterical. It's still on Netflix. They haven't yeah. moved it all to BritBox yet. And so the guy that plays Ash Tyler is this character named uh, Clem Fandango. Oh, God. And he's a producer. And so, and every time he talks, he presses the little button because they're in a recording studio. So the mm-hmm, actor, mm-hmm. Is, Matt Berry, is in the actual room. And then in the control in the control room, uh, there's Clem Fandango. And he presses the little button. He goes, Hi, Stephen. This is Clem Fandango. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you, Clem Fandango. <laughs> <laughs> they do it like every time. And it's awesome. It's so hilarious. I keep, when I see Ash Tyler, I keep going, Yes, I hear you, Ash Tyler. <laughs> Nice. I kept waiting for that line. I kept <laughs> nice. waiting for like, oh I can hear God. you, Tyler. Like maybe there's some interference over somebody the, to say over the <laughs> intercom or something, and somebody goes goes. I can hear you, Ash Tyler. Like, oh, that would be great. <laughs> it never happened. I don't think it ever happened. <laughs> oh my God! And of course, Christopher Pike. He is well. Yeah. Oh my God, that's a handsome fucking man. Yeah. Um, so from Voyager, Tom Paris, I guess. Sexy. In a howdy-doody sort of way. He is kind of cute in a howdy-doody kind of way. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Chakotay, sort of. Okay. More like, more like you'd kind of want him for your dad. Okay. You know, like, I, but not, I don't know, not, not in a sexual way, you know? And if I had to pick somebody from TOS... Maybe Scotty. Oh, okay. I don't. But that's like a that's like a stretch. He's got a missing <laughs> finger. Would that be weird? Laddie, don't you think you should rephrase that? No. Okay. Yeah, but that's that's as good as I can give you. You know, because I'm I'm not going for star to Star Trek for sexy things. Sure. Yeah. For sexiness. You know, I'm going for the science and the really weird situations and the cool characters and, and that kind of thing. Sure. Now, if I were a guy or if I were more bisexual than I am, maybe I'd have more, 
you know, because the women are all gorgeous. Oh, yeah. All of them are gorgeous. Well, what about, I feel like, I feel like there's a series that we missed for you. Was the, uh, Right. There's TOS, mm-hmm. TNG. Nobody really from TNG except maybe Lieutenant Castillo. DS9, Voyager, Discovery, Enterprise. Unless Picard. Unless there was somebody on Picard. Mm, no, not really. Oh, no. What am I talking about? The freaking Spanish captain, dude. Oh, my God. He's so awesome. Yeah, he's, he's so fucking awesome. Rios, right? Captain Rios. Captain Rios, yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah. There you go. Yeah, that guy, that guy's incredible. He's, he's, he is. He's giving a um, great actor. Uh, uh, Patrick Stewart a run for his money in that. Like, mm-hmm. the all the characters where he's playing different aspects of himself as holograms. Mm-hmm. That guy's yeah. amazing. He was. He was really, really good. Yeah, that guy's pretty incredible. I feel like it's easier for guys because we're just like, well, she's hot. I don't need your fantasy women. First of all, you've got like this enormous selection of women who are all gorgeous. Sure, yeah. And then you can like go, well, I like her personality or I like, you know, I'd, I'd be more friends with her and, you know, or whatever. But like, yeah, all of them are gorgeous. Um, I was trying to think like TOS, uh, Diana Moldar, who later came back to play Dr. Pulaski, Mm-hmm. was adorable on TOS. Like, oh, oh man, totally. Uhura, obviously. You know, her and Roddenberry had a thing. Damn. Nice. As far as I remember, before he married Majel Barrett, he was with uh, Nichelle Nichols. Nice. Mm-hmm. Were they a thing before Star Trek and then he, he put her on the show? I'm honestly not sure. I'm honestly not sure. Oh, wow. Okay. We're going to have to find that out. Hey, if y'all know, uh, mm. write in. Let us know. We are Star Trek stuff at gmail.com. I'm not remembering exactly where I heard or read that, but it was they, they had kind of a fluid relationship kind of thing, as far as I remember. Nice. Well, he was a big old womanizer. I mean, he... I knew that, yeah. Sadly, he was not not very loyal to his wife. But um, yeah, as far as TOS, I'm... Uh, Gonna have to go with Uhura. She was stunning. Mm. And then whenever, you know, she did get something to actually do besides just kind of answer the phone on the thing, she was good. <laughs> like she was so she was she was actually a good character. They just didn't yeah. give her enough to do, you know, it being the sixties and you know, whatever. And mm-hmm. her you know, her being principal cast, mm-hmm. but not one of like the big three on the show. Yeah. She has more character than Milk Toast does. Poor guy. One hundred percent. Poor guy. <laughs> Yeah, there was a bit in this one, uh, the oh. episode that we were talking about today, that I was like, why didn't you give him more than that yeah. again? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, moving up, TNG. There wasn't anybody when it was first on and I was a kid, there mm-hmm. wasn't anybody that just like jumped out of the screen at me mm-hmm. and I was like, yowza or anything mm-hmm. until Ensign Rowe. Understandable. Super badass and mm-hmm. like just bad chick enough and... <laughs> smart enough and of course she's beautiful so you know mm-hmm. and then um oh oh god wait what was her name but uh tasha yar's sister right yeah, yeah she was on that one episode yeah i guess kind of have a thing for the little slightly rough around the edges <laughs> thing, maybe <laughs> because when you get to ds9 it's kira easy she's so good like nana visitor is so yeah. good she really is. She's amazing. That first shot of her, she has that horrible, horrible hair. Mm-hmm. She's screaming into the FaceTime. <laughs> and 
And I'm just like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out it was supposed to be the same character. They uh-huh. originally wanted Ensign Rowe to be right. that, like in that slot. Yep. And then the actress didn't want to do it. Right. So uh, Michelle Forbes, that's her name. Yeah. Uh, and so they went ahead and were like, all right, well, we'll find another uh, kick-ass Bajoran lady. Mm-hmm. And they found then a visitor who's, of course, Amazing. phenomenal. Yeah. One of the best actresses in all of Trek. Mm-hmm trying to think if there was anybody else specifically in ds9 because it's not just like well she's hot you know right. it's gotta be somebody no, that, exactly. like, that stuck in my brain oh oh who was fuck um oh wait i'm gonna go back to tng mm-hmm. um kalar right Susie plaxon yeah she was in a couple other episodes, mm-hmm. like as a Vulcan doctor at some point, mm-hmm. and I think something else as well. She's she's a Andorian in Enterprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She looks amazing as an alien. She mm-hmm. <laughs> she really does. Yeah, her in regular makeup, whatever like that. She's just like a nice looking lady. Yeah. For some reason, you make her an alien <laughs> and just bam, like she's and she's so good. She was so good as Kalar that the last time I watched. Uh, the episode where she gets killed off, mm. I was just mad. I was like, oh, she's more interesting than Worf. Kill I, off Worf. Right. And now mm. she's like single mom. And for some reason, you can write in a reason for her to stay on the Enterprise. I don't care. Just come up yeah. with some bullshit because she's so great. Voyager? Man, I almost want to say Seska. But <laughs> 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 the, the bad chick thing kind of works. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Enterprise, the one from the last episode. Cutler? No, A. Leon or whatever her name was. Oh, right. Yeah, she absolutely like came through the TV. Mm-hmm. She was phenomenal. Um, yeah. So I'd say her as far as Enterprise goes. Everybody's good looking on Enterprise. Same thing with Disco. Right. You know, it's kind of, it's almost ridiculous on Disco how good looking everybody is. Totally. I've said before on the show, like, I, I have trouble, like, you know, I, I get surprised often when someone's saying, hey, that guy's hot or something. I'm like, oh, really? Mm-hmm. But no. No? Pretty much everybody <laughs> on Disco. I'm like, yep, I, mm-hmm, I understand that. Yeah. When everybody was like, you know, Riker's so hot, I was like, I just don't, that's just not, I don't. I don't think of him that way. You know, like. He has the uh, hot single dad at the elementary school vibe. Gotcha. Okay, that, that does make sense. What do you want? I need to see my father. Go back inside. I need to see him right now. Do not argue with me. I need to see him now. Now, 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 now. So shall we get to the episode? Yeah, sure. Uh, oh, All wait, right. Picard. Um, oh, Oh yeah, I'll give it. I'll give it to seven of nine, just because like yeah, she's a she's a superhero. I think she looks ten times better. In Picard, she does. How does she get better looking? I, How did Jerry Ryan do that? I don't know. Fucking great genes. She won the gene lottery, is what it is. Her and Patrick Stewart both just <laughs> age incredibly. Well, if you if you think about it, basically when you're an actor, you, part of your job is to stay healthy. It's true. I mean, if you've got good enough genes that staying healthy is basically all it takes to age well, then you're good. Can we go already? Yes, fine. Engage. All right, so we have an episode. Oh, God. (laughs) My first note before I even started watching the episode was... I am not looking forward to watching this in all caps. 
<laughs> I fucking hate this episode. I even <laughs> I even went so far as to like I was trying to think of a title for my notes and I was like, okay, well Terra Nova's in Latin, so let me find what is new shit in Latin. <laughs> New shit in Latin is Novum Stercor. Novum Stercor. All right. Well, we have an episode title. Wikipedia says teleplay by Antoinette Stella, story by Berman and Braga. Yeah. So the writer wrote for Melrose Place, Hey Arnold, um, this one episode of Enterprise, and that's it. Hmm. A bunch of Law and Order criminal intent, which yeah. Was a show that, despite Vincent D'Onofrio, like just didn't work as mm-hmm, a show. Mm-hmm. Kind of sucks. Yeah, that's one. That's one you just don't hear uh, see on repeat, which is weird. It's not good. It's like I've yeah. tried to watch that a couple times, and I'm like, man, something just doesn't click. It's like early Voyager. It's just like this isn't <laughs> clicking. This isn't working at all. Or it's like a lot of Enterprise. This isn't working at all. Yeah. Well, it's funny with Enterprise, there's all, you know, pretty much every episode I'm like, you know, this is fine. I like this part of it. You know, I'm digging this. But this episode just sucks. So I just I don't like anything about it. I don't like anything about it. Yeah, it's it's one of the few that I really I actually actively avoid. (laughs) There's only a couple that I really actively avoid. This is one of them. We'll get into the play-by-play with the episode, but overarching, is there something that you're just like, no, when it comes to this episode? It's the the attempt to create some sort of language and culture that feels just so completely false. Yeah. You know, and just so contrived and trite, you know? And that's definitely within the writing within the specifics of the writing. So yes. I'm going to kind of put that on Antoinette there. Uh, Cause the idea isn't terrible. The idea is fairly Trek consistent, mm-hmm. but yeah, the execution is just, ugh. yeah. Everything about the, the, the Terra Novans, everything about the mm-hmm. Novans is like, no, 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 no. The whole time. It's just nails on a chalkboard. Yeah, this sucked. I had to watch it mm-hmm. twice for this show too. So I'm just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> let's go ahead and dive in. Let's get let's okay. get this shit over with. Uh. All right. <laughs> so Milk Milk Toast is doing his Pollyanna impersonation when he's looking at photos of the old colony in the planet. Uh, and Ahab asks the question that everyone hates whenever you're on a road trip: Are we there yet? Really? <laughs> What a weird thing to f- what a weird thing for the captain to say. Are to we be honest. there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? No. 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 Are we there yet? You little. I think we're there. No, Captain. We're not. <laughs> when are we gonna get there? Do you need to go to the bathroom? <laughs> if you keep asking me, we're gonna turn this, this exactly. ship around, <laughs> and we are not going at all. We're never getting there. <laughs> See how you like it then. Ask me one more time. Ask me one more time. We're never getting there from here. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, but so yeah, him so and Hoshi are looking at the uh, the history of Terra Nova. Golly, mm-hmm. gosh darn, wowzers. He's a boomer. We fucking get it. 
Can he have any other personality at all? Please. <laughs> Can he even, like, I don't know, collect something? I don't know. Fucking I, give I him something. Yeah, anything. Have it. I mean, if you got to, if he has to be the token black guy, which kind of feels like he is, have him play basketball or something. I mean, you know, if you're going to be a racist about it, fucking go all the way. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Oh, God. LeVar Burton directed this episode, and Jordy was treated so much better by TNG writers. Mm-hmm. LeVar Burton never felt like a token black guy. Never. No, not at all. But, I mean, they gave him a lot. They, he mm-hmm. was a whole character. Exactly. They're just not giving this kid anything. And he got angry and he got impatient and he got happy and he got sad. And there was he had emotions. Milk toast is just milk toast (laughs) all the time. (sighs) So, yeah. So all the audience knows is that there's something weird about Terra Nova. Hoshi wonders if there's anyone still there, and Captain Ahab makes another dad joke. Well, we're going to find out in three hours and 17 minutes. And then the fucking intro. So then, uh, to Paul Tripp and Ahab are talking about the early colonies in the little captain's mess area. And I love this because we get this good, like, we know our history, why don't you? And I think Americans just assume that every other country in the world knows our history as well as they know theirs because we have zero part we have zero sense of being a part of anything name a country that begins with you yugoslavia with you utah so they're talking about the early colonies what i do like about this and i think Mm -hmm. this is the only concept thing that i like in Mm -hmm. most of this episode Mm-hmm. is fleshing out early human exploration. Yeah, the little list the little history lesson we get about the local solar system. Yeah. I kind of look to Enterprise for the early history stuff cuz it hasn't been that fleshed out in Trek, I don't think. They are so vague about it that you don't get you don't get years, you don't get things like that that really give you a good idea of how long it has been. Like um he says Utopia Polynesia, which we hear a lot about. But he pinpoints it and says, "This, you know, this has already been done. It's been done for a while. It's on the on Mars, you know. So it's like it, you get a much better sense of the historical time period that it's in. Previously, Trek has pretty much been like, well, then first contact, and then we just took and right then we off. were suddenly, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what? Well, yeah, no, it's going to be a whole process of yeah, getting yeah. around and establishing colonies here and there. They talk about mm-hmm. asteroid colonies, which is really mm-hmm. cool. That's mm-hmm. like a Very pretty wild cool. thought. That's that's yep. out there. Um, that's all the expanse. Yeah, which I love. that was oh, awesome. I kept thinking about the expanse too. Mm-hmm. You got Earth, Mars, and the asteroids, and mm-hmm. uh, God, yeah, I'm really looking forward to another season of that whenever that happens i need to i need to watch the rest because i've only gotten through the first season so i i need to i need to keep going on that oh yeah um, all of it's good all of it's good mm-hmm. um so but they found a full-blown earth-like planet nine years away nine years they never said at what speed like if they only had warp mm-hmm. one at the time right were they only moving at impulse 
Mm-hmm. Uh, they uh, must have been only warp moving at impulse. Maybe warp one. They said how many light years it was away. Mm-hmm. So there, I'm sure that there's a way that you can Daystrom Institute like some <laughs> math about right. uh, I- even if it was just warp one. Basically, how mm. far away would it have to be uh, nine years at the war- what warp and that sort of thing? Mm. The train leaves Chicago <laughs> traveling. Nope, and nope, 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 nope. Yeah, <laughs> nope. that math exists. I'm sure it's there. But it's a yeah. little frustrating that they don't uh, tell you, well, they only yeah. had warp one or whatever like that. Right, and that's right. that's why. Yeah. Uh, they, because there's kind of a plot hole here mm-hmm. so it took them nine years and let's say it's at warp one let's just say it's, mm-hmm, it's warp mm-hmm. one no one's heard from these people in 70 years yeah. because according to archer well it's a nine-year trip there nine or, years there and nine years back okay so you're telling me that we're on a warp five vessel now mm-hmm. with, with the enterprise right and it's the first one it's the first one mm-hmm. but nothing between warp one or impulse or whatever to warp five, like yeah. no ship mm-hmm. existed that was fast enough to where it's like, well, it'll take two years, it'll take three years or whatever. Yeah, or just hey, there's an Earth-like planet out there. Why don't we go see if the other side of the pl- whole planet could be colonized? That drove me insane. Yeah, what it was? Yeah, it's a big plot hole. Yeah, this whole thing, and we'll we'll get into that like. Mm. why more people supposedly didn't go there but mm-hmm. it's it this this is, makes no sense crap. this is stupid nope nope troy is diana t'pol is like why didn't you check up on them they be basically like how dare you even ask and fuck asking the vulcans for help because it costs something those were human beings that was a settlement of people what was it like 200 people what the fuck but they couldn't possibly ask the vulcans to to just check on them and see if they were okay. That that's that's another pothole to me. That seems really ridiculous. It made no sense, and the whole trip going like, well, you know, you ask Vulcan, mm, it's gonna be a high price. Whatever. What? Fucking unreal. But she actually gives them a compliment and says humans are actually resourceful and that they might still be there, and which is nice it was one of the first times one of the only times she actually gives a compliment to the humans i'm surprised she didn't say you know like cockroaches <laughs> yeah they do they get there they get to this planet um mm-hmm. they wait a whole three seconds hear nothing mm-hmm. of course you wouldn't mm-hmm. no one's sitting at the radio it, yeah all right anyway yeah um they do the zoom in and enhance thing again yep <laughs> But they do it. I like the way that they did it because it was more photographic, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, they just put it up on the big screen, and you could see it or whatever. Much more Google Earth. I watched an episode of Disco. It was the one. It was one of the the season two. So it was like a Pike thing, and mm-hmm. they just like turn it on, look, and zoom in. They're just watching real time. Right. Uh, and it yeah. looks so good. Yeah. I mean, why not? We can kind of do that now, so why? I don't know. know. Yeah. I Uh, mean, I get it back in the day. You know, you're not going to have that resolution and be able to, like, Mm -hmm. put a drone over uh, um, wherever and get, like, an aerial shot and stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. I love this. I mean, I wish that they had the ability to do that in previous series, but, you know, oh well. Magnify that death sphere. Why is it still blurry? That's all the resolution we have. Making it bigger doesn't make it clearer. It does on CSI Miami. Oh, 
So there's surface radiation, but they can't see from what, but it's low and they, you know, a few hours will be okay. And Trip has to stay home. Ha ha. They tr- don't trust that he won't try to impregnate something. Um, <laughs> they, they fly down and this, and it is a, I mean, it's a total painting shot, but there is a lovely image of like the skyline and landscape and everything and land on southern california celebrating all the fun and adventure of california introducing disney's california adventure a brand new disney park Mm -hmm. i tried to look up shooting locations for this Mm -hmm. and it just had like the studio Mm-hmm. And so I, I had the idea. I was like, okay, I'm going to zoom and enhance. So I pulled up Google Earth. I pulled up where the studio is in Ventura, California. Mm-hmm. They shot it in the backyard. Like, you can tell yeah. that they yeah. just went out, went in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, I mean, those studio behind. lots are are enormous. There's, there's Not Those this studio address. lots are huge. Not oh, really? at all. <laughs> at all. I don't know what the deal... I don't know. Uh, I mean... Like literally the backyard. Maybe IMDb yeah. had the thing wrong, but no, yeah. it was not a huge big <laughs> studio lot thing. It was just like it looked like just like some big house in Southern in, in Ventura, California. Oh like, my god! And so I, I was like, wait a second, and I looked over in the backyard, basically like behind mm-hmm. the where the studio supposedly was, and I'm just like, yeah, that's it. That's where that is. <laughs> they literally were like, fuck, let's just go outside. Oh, my God. That's it. So they even have, like, fucking tumbleweeds yeah. rolling around. Oh, yeah. And there's, like, welcome mats and bicycle wheels. And Reed is, like, turning one. Like, he's kind of, like, freaked out. And you kind of expect to hear, la, 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 in the background, you know? Like, it's, the like, the fucking day <laughs> after or some shit. Um but yeah, but so Tapal says the radiation levels at the time, seventy years ago, wouldn't would have been lethal. Um, and she's like, "Well, why didn't they just leave?" Mm-hmm. And you know, the captain's like, "They couldn't leave because they used the ship to build their structures." And he shows her, you know, USS Conestoga, and I'm like, "Oh my God, they played the Oregon Trail and lost!" <laughs> <laughs> oh Christ. That was the worst game ever made. It really was. I never fucking won. I did everything right, and I never fucking won. Nobody won. Because, like, no. you couldn't... It would. You would just die for no reason, which, mm-hmm. sure, is realistic. A totally realistic. <laughs> but it was a game. You're just going along, and then all of a sudden, like, yeah, you're dead. <laughs> yeah. You died of dysentery. <laughs> so annoying. Fuck you. I hated that shit. You should have took them Indians' land. Uh, that's a manifest destiny gets you, asshole. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, there you Shit go. Shit yourself to death. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, so he talks about oh how it's like God. a one-way trip, um, and I immediately thought of that whole Mars mission bullshit they were talking about uh-huh. a couple years yeah. ago where they were like, hey, do you want to sign up for a one-way trip to Mars? You're going to die there? And everybody was like, Fuck yes, me. Fuck that. That seems... No. I don't... No. No thanks. That's some dystopian late stage capitalism shit, man. Yeah. Really and truly. Hey, you want to get away from your student loans and shit? (laughs) Go to another planet and fucking die. You're never allowed back. (laughs) How big of a fuck up do you have to be to be like, yeah, things would be a whole lot better if I didn't see anyone from here again? (laughs) Yeah, I'm done with things like... Water. So in 
uh, hyperdrive, there's this um, enhanced human, a cyborg interface. Her name's Sandstrom. And she's basically how they talk to the ship and the ship's computer. And basically, one of the episodes, they kind of get into her programming and they find out that she agreed to have her body and mind modified in exchange for the Space Force paying off her student loan. <laughs> and and it was it was completely assumed like she just assumed that the offer would not be made if the procedure was not saved safe to do so wow. her personality was completely overwritten and she functions like completely like an android <laughs> oof yeah oof and, and there's so many people that would jump at the chance uh-huh yeah that's <laughs> that's some dark shit but that's what it reminded me of i was oh it's that show is funny as fuck but it's super dark too which I love. I, that's why I love British comedy so much is because they can go so dark and it's still funny somehow. Yeah. They're really good at it. I'm totally getting BritBox. Like I, I thought it was yeah. like 15 bucks or something, but it turns out it's like $5 to get. So. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Get I'm going to get BritBox. Yeah. So back to the episode. Reed is exploring the SoCal landscape when he hears slash sees something and he thankfully is smart enough to let Ahab know and he goes after goes after this person. And this is the moment I start to hate this episode. I thought it was funny that uh he's like in a forest that has <laughs> like roads. Mm-hmm. I mean yeah. big cleared roads. I'm <laughs> I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure that if the camera angle was up just a little bit higher, you'd probably see like, you know, tracks, tracks. Of, uh, yeah. of a vehicle. Uh-huh. It was like truck tracks or something <laughs> like Ford F one fifty tracks, like it's a it's a uh, fucking road. It's the uh-huh. God, it's just so low effort. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, Ugh. it's just, it is literally behind the studio. It, it's mm-hmm. just right right next door. They're like fucking go outside. Who just, gives a shit? Yeah, just make sure you point the camera up. So the person that he's chasing after looks like a bad Mad Max extra. They track him to some caves. Yeah. You're armed, but still, why would you chase this person with guns into tight spaces that you are unfamiliar with? Yeah. Who the fuck does that? Identify yourself. Captain Archer. And why are you chasing them so hard? Like, like mm-hmm. with guns out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was. They're not criminals. Seriously. Just go in. No backup. No team. Just the captain. The captain walks into a dark cave that they already know spans hundreds of meters. Dude is a genius. <laughs> Can someone in the military, someone who was in the military or is in the military, back me up on this being a stupid fucking idea? Email us at... We are Star Trek stuff at gmail.com because I really want to hear someone say <laughs> that this legitimately is a stupid fucking move. It's strategically hilarious. Oh like, even mm-hmm, if you're like, oh, mm-hmm. hey, wait, we want to talk to you. Why are you going in with weapons? They're going to see that you have mm-hmm. weapons. And you were just chasing them. So even if they don't have any criminal or malicious intent towards you, you were chasing them. So, yeah, they're going to hide. Yeah, it's real weird. And be on their guard. Ignorantly aggro thing to do. He called them flashlights. He asked somebody to bring him flashlights. That stuck out to me, too. Didn't we talk about flashlights yeah. before? I can't remember now, but they called them some, like, 
torches or some something beams or something like that. And we were like, why didn't they call to just call them flashlights? Somebody obviously made that note to the writers. That's what, yeah, that's what it was. But yeah, so they go in, um, and Reed decides that finally decides that it better it's better if he goes in before Ahab. Like yeah. Date, dude, you really need just a couple of red shirts to be doing all of this shit instead of you. Honestly, as soon as they come up against the cave, it's like, okay, beam down some red shirts. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, yeah, we're going to need some backup. So, yeah, we get like 15 minutes of them walking through boring ass caves made of styrofoam rocks and like they see a burrowing turtle. You know, and then yeah, it's pretty much an armadillo. Yeah, yeah. I assume that was a puppet. I I guess it probably was. I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they find a cave or a section of the cave with the armadillo parts everywhere, and a clearly twentieth, twenty first century pocket knife. Like that knife is available right now at your local army surplus store. Right. And when he finds it, Ahab is like stunned into silence. (laughs) Like he's like he looks at it like it's like like he's looking at his bloody hands after just killing a man, (laughs) you know, and I'm just like, what? He should have said something like, oh, my God, you know, or. Or can you believe what? Oh my God! They killed the people, you know, or, or they were obviously scavenging or something like that, you know. Like, but they just have him staring at it. That's the tool that you would expect to find in exactly that setting. Uh huh. Why is he blown away by it? Uh huh. Uh, so then Reed looks up and he sees that there's people watching them on this little ledge kind of thing right there. Mm-hmm. And this was the thing where I was like, "Come on, Lavar," because this could have been a yeah. great like jump scare. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just wasn't cut that way. Mm-mm. He's just like, um, sir, and and you've seen it already. The audience has seen it already. And then he, te- you know, Reed tells him, and he looks at up at it, and it's the same shot. It's not even startling at all. It's like it's almost that. Maybe they thought, let's do that, and then they were told, no, it's too scary or something. Mm-hmm. It feels like a missed opportunity. And LeVar Burton has directed a bunch of Star Trek at and this he's, point. And he's a very good Star Trek director. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, National Treasure, LeVar Burton. Mm-hmm. I just do I do want to say that. I don't want to oh, sit yes. here and bash LeVar Burton. I mean, the guy helped me learn how to read. You know, he's, Hell yeah. He's awesome. Dude Absolutely. is amazing. So, amazing. huge fan. I'm not liking this the way this was kind of... Uh, this episode in general mm-hmm. and especially the way that this kind of scene was cut together but like yeah. you know i, I don't wa- i don't want to but that could be that could be the editing too yeah i mean directors tend to have a hand in editing though mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. not always yeah. i mean i don't know how the how yeah. this show worked or how how much editors are how involved t- in how track. tv editing yeah might be different than movie editing yeah which makes um, sense i mean tv's on a oh, tighter yeah. schedule so you absolutely know, that's fine i i, I mm-hmm. get that uh but yeah so this wasn't this was not good Mm-mm. so then this guy jumps out with a gun so reed zaps him because he sees he's totally got a gun right it's a han solo toy gun oh really is it <laughs> they just they change <laughs> the bear the 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 muzzle or whatever yeah and like spray painted it or something, and then no, just, no, they didn't oh do that. God. Oh my god! They put a silver thing on the end of the muzzle, and then they yeah. put a little plax- plastic black thing on the very top of the barrel, and that's it. That's a Star Wars toy. Oh my god! That's <laughs> it's absolutely a Star Wars toy. 
But so another dude jumps out and starts shooting the, at them with fucking guns. And I'm sorry, I know nothing about guns. I have no desire to be educated. Would a gun like this work after 70 years? Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, there's guns from like World War One that okay. still function now. Okay. Um, I just have no idea. You know, because I was like, I was like, I mean, in the situation that these people were in, would this even work? I would imagine that a weapon made in the 23rd, whatever, whenever they left with those century um, would probably be more complicated. And it is a machine gun. Mm-hmm, so it's mm-hmm. not like like when I'm talking about the stuff from World War One and World War Two that still works. It's generally like the single shot uh, mm-hmm. bolt action kind of rifles and things like that. Yeah. that are only going to shoot uh, one bullet at a time or one or two shells at a time. Mm-hmm. So they're a lot more simple. But I mean, I don't know. It could still work. Yeah, that's not totally crazy. But totally crazy. Okay. Everyone would be deaf in this case. Like they're in a right? cave and shooting a machine gun. Yeah. Super deaf. The rest of this should have just had like that. Um, Them yelling at each other like, what? And what a high pitched whine, like a tinnitus. <laughs> 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 Definitely. Really. Yeah. That's yeah. Like yeah. Archer, the, the, the TV show. Just <laughs> they keep shooting <laughs> at each other, right by each other. Oh, like, hey, easy. Oh. Hey, Pam, hey, stop that. Everybody no, 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 no. come. What the hell? I'm sorry. Seriously, I'm sorry. I sincerely apologize for doing that. So Reed gets taken down as they're trying to like get lost, you know, trying to get out of the cave. Reed gets taken down. It seems like he got shot in the ass, but he actually got shot in the leg. But the (laughs) the way they shot it, it sort of looked like he got shot in the butt. Um, (laughs) A snake jumped up and bit me. (laughs) Bit me. Um, Milktoast gets attacked. T'Pol zaps the attacker and gets a good reading on him from the tricorder. On on the tricorder, they totally bail on Reed. They do. They just ditch him. They totally do. They just like go and you know. I mean, I'm scared of guns too, but damn. You know, like I was like, they didn't even like try to go back or anything. And it's always funny in all these shows when someone gets shot in the leg or in the arm, shoulder, you Mm -hmm. know, whatever. They're always just kind of like, ow. Yeah. Well, now I can't walk. Oh, darn. Yeah. That shit would hurt, dude. Uh huh. That shit would hurt so bad. Yeah. They're always just like, oh, well, hmm, I'm out of commission. Right. Right. <laughs> Can't walk. Leave me here and go ahead. Uh, I'll mm. only slow you down. I'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, but yeah, they get into the shuttle and Milk Dust is all like, they could hurt Malcolm. And T'Pol is all, those weren't aliens. Dun, dun, dun. And I'm like, was that really a surprise? But Ahab is like fucking reeling from this revelation (laughs) like like when they when they do the cut commercial he is his mind is fucking blown was your mind blown the first time you saw planet of the apes like at the end no me either no it was really obvious And they were like you blow it up or whatever and i was like yeah well yeah yeah (laughs) no it was really totally it was totally obvious I mean, I was just a kid or whatever when I saw the first, the one from the 70s with Charlton Heston. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh, so they blew up the Statue of Liberty? Like, the idea yeah. was that 
the Statue of Liberty was there at all. And it's like, well, right. of course it is, because they're on Earth. It never occurred to me that they weren't on Earth. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was not, I don't know, maybe I'm, Maybe it takes more, I don't know. But yeah, I was just like, yeah, yeah, they're on Earth. Of course they are. Of course they're on Earth. But that was supposed to be like the big Shyamalan twist of its age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Well, why wouldn't it be here? I don't, I don't know that a lot of movies had that kind of sci-fi twist as much then. You know, that was maybe, um, maybe we're having, we have more of a sophisticated taste now. Yeah. I don't know. That's gotta I'm be not gonna, it. I'm not going to, I'm, I mean, you know, I mean, I know movies had twists, you know, you had all the Alfred Hitchcock movies and things like that, but did they have twists like that, you know, like world twists, you know, that kind of thing. So maybe we're a little bit jaded. Yeah, that's probably right. But, you know, I could be wrong. So they're back on the ship. They regroup at... And Ahab is pissed. Yeah, he's mad as shit. Uh... Mm. They regroup at the, uh, we call this the coffee table, right? Right, right. I was, I was thinking I remembered that wrong, but yeah, it's the coffee table. Yeah. Well, later on, they they call it the situation room. It's in the same room as the bridge. It's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's just dumb. That's like when you have a studio apartment and you're like, here's the breakfast nook. <laughs> well, you put a yeah. table there. <laughs> what are you talking? There's no nook. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, so they're they're in the coffee table room and Trip is like, they have a good map of the caverns. And I'm like, they should have gotten that before they went into them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll say this, though, uh, about this, the map, the layout that they've got on the coffee table here. Uh, mm-hmm. It's really good. It is. And I like that they're looking at the whole thing from top down. They've got all this stuff mm-hmm. marked. They're pointing at it. Uh, I started thinking, like, when do we ever see stuff like that, uh, life form readings, where they are, that kind of thing in Trek? And all I could think of was uh, Star Trek Three, and the little thing is going, life form, life form, beep, 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 mm-hmm. you know, when they find mm-hmm. Spock's coffin pedo right. thing. I love the way this looked. Yeah, they talk about it a lot, but this was the first time they actually show it pretty clearly. Um, I'm thinking of there's one episode um, in the first season of TNG where the old ambassador or whatever takes the the youth potion and is like, you know, gradually getting younger and younger. Um, They talk about they they have like a map of like really briefly they show like a, a 3D map of like the cavern system. Okay, but it doesn't have like it doesn't have life forms okay. or anything. So I think they talk about it more than they actually show it. Yeah, definitely. Because they're always like, mm-hmm. well, life form reading is this and that. And it's just a character mm-hmm. saying it. Mm-hmm. The visual, though, is is great. Like, it looks oh, like yeah. it really would look, probably, at that time. It's not super mm-hmm. detailed, but it's detailed enough. It kind of looks like um, early Elder Scrolls video game. Cool. Yeah, there was a time before Skyrim, kids. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't shit. as cool as Skyrim. Oh, Definitely. Yeah. The coolest I ever saw when I, this was like late nineties, the first person game where you go in and you like solve puzzles. The uh, one like without any violence and stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, Mist. Mist. Yeah. Oh my God. That was fucking amazing when that came out. Yeah. That was incredible. 
My dad yeah. was super into it. I was like, mm, I like the things where I blow stuff up. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So th- this is where this is where Ab- Ahab pisses me off in this episode. He goes, suddenly he's fine with these people. Suddenly he's like, maybe they're scared. There's as scared of the us as we are of them. I'm like, so if they were aliens, it would have been okay to kill them. Right. Or, or at least like hunt and track them the way he did. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> he has a thing here. It sounds good for a second. Cause he's like, mm-hmm. he's determined to uh, make first contact of a sort or whatever. Right. So he's sounding Picardish because he's like, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to avoid violence or whatever, even though despite mm-hmm. what he tried to pull. What he just did. Yeah. Um, he, Chasing them down and firing on them and stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but he's saying, he says this this line that I was like, dude, if I can't make, if I, I, Mm-hmm. If I can't make first contact with other humans, I have no business being out here. Yes, I know. <laughs> I was like, "What? Oh God! You fucking arrogant piece of shit! Oh my God!" I just saw it uh-huh. as dad issue stuff. Like, yeah, no shit. Oh yeah, big time. Dad left yeah. me the car. I have to drive <laughs> the speed limit correctly. You know. <laughs> Oh, man, uh, this whole thing where he makes it about him. Every time. He says this, this, like, self-centered and shockingly vulnerable thing mm-hmm. in front of the crew. Yep. And, and like, storms out. And Mayweather, uh, like, turns and looks like, the fuck just happened? Mm-hmm. Yep. How do you not know that as captain you don't do that? Uh-huh. What... I, I, uh-huh. This whole thing was just like, wh- <laughs> wh- uh, what? <laughs> Again. Oh, that's right. He sucks at he this. Have, right. Did he have any fucking psychological testing? <laughs> Seriously. Not at all. Just, at hey, all. your dad made this, so you get to fly it. So I think Milk Toast asked Trip, you know, can we just transport him out? And Trip says, he's too deep. And I'm my first thought was I'm betting nobody else has said that about Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dirty joke. I like it. So, but yeah, suddenly Ahab doesn't want to hurt anybody because they're human. That's also crucial information to keep in mind later that um, they can't beam into or out of that tunnel. That yeah. out of the tunnels. Yeah. So yes. keep that in mind for later when we're uh, diving through plot holes. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so he grabs Phlox and he's like, all right, let's go back down there. Just the two of us now that they're angry and armed and looking for us. Right. Right. Oh, my God. Right. <laughs> yeah. They get, So they go down and he's just like, I'm betting they're going to keep an eye out for us. And I'm like, yeah, obviously. So they get taken down by some art school's hipsters who just woke up from an all after an all night performance piece still in their makeup, <laughs> and they get dragged down into the tunnels, and they get to see Reed. There's a good bit of physical acting that Flox does that Billingsley does because mm-hmm. Archer hears uh, extra footsteps, which mm-hmm. uh, I had to go back and listen for. So I'm like, why did he stop? But if you're listening with headphones and you crank it, you can hear a couple extra footsteps. Um. So I was like, oh, okay. So he was actually in the mix. So they did, you know, mm-hmm. give a shit. 
So that's cool. Uh, hats yeah. off to the sound design people. He puts his hands up mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he's like, hey, I just want to talk or whatever. And Phlox is like, well, yeah, yeah. We, like there's a second way. And then and then he goes, oh, 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 like, like he <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah. gets it. <laughs> and so he kind of puts his hands up sort of mm-hmm. awkwardly. But not like wacky gooba wooba. Right, right, right. Billingsley is a total pro. Exactly. And uh, I love that bit because it's very subtle. If you're not mm-hmm. looking for it, you don't see it. There was. It was very cute. He's good, man. Billingsley, mm-hmm. I saw him on an Orville episode recently, and that guy is just awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, yeah, great actor. So, yes. yeah, they show up. They've got the Han Solo guns. I'm telling mm. you, <laughs> if next time. Uh, if, if you're hearing this next time you watch it or whatever, they're they're totally Han Solo toys. <laughs> we finally meet the leaders, quote unquote, of the community. It's basically the oldest people there. And we start to hear the extremely annoying bullshit language that they use. It's awful. I am not even going to dignify this crap. <laughs> I just I fucking hate it. And it's and it's some dumb Wish I was clockwork orange, brilliant kind of shit. It does suck. It sucks. Track means go, <sighs> path Jesus. means what? It's just awful. It's awful. It's awful. I kept thinking about that episode of Voyager where Chicote gets like brainwashed on <gasps> and right. becomes a gorilla yes. warrior. See, and they use like glimpses right, for right. eyes and mm-hmm. things. Oh, it's so cringe. It's, it's, it's so so cringy. So this is mu- this to me was worse. Because at least that episode had like a real um, political, you know, morale, moral statement. This does not. And that one had a good twist. Yeah. This one is shit. <laughs> um, I might isolate that for your thing in the intro. <laughs> okay. That might be it right there. That's amazing. <laughs> this one is shit. <laughs> Oh my god. So so they're like, "Oh, Ahab in, is here to kill the rest of them." You know, I'm not even going to use their fucking language cuz it's so stupid. He t- yeah. he tells them to get out, don't ever come back, take Reed, just go, you know, we'll close up the cave that you came in. And he's like, "Fine, but we need to treat the leg cuz he can't walk." Um so they kind of uh, whatever kind of explain that they call themselves novens and a poison rain came down and killed a bunch of them when the old lady was a kid and they talk like morons something about um (laughs) um reed is fine but he needs to get to his sick bay archer tells them that they're humans and they're like shale which is the stupidest fucking thing i've ever heard yeah Um, i don't i don't get that i I keep trying to think like how do you get from bullshit to shale because the thing about it is shale is a type of rock and i understand what they mean if you knew that was a type of rock because shale is very difficult to walk on and it looks steady but it falls apart and breaks up really quickly and would be dangerous to walk on but Uh, how do they know that i I mean was the kid a fucking geologist when she was four years old that's true yeah this doesn't work at all it doesn't it's stupid. So anyway, Flock saves the day and is better at diplomacy than Ahab is. Of course. He tells the old lady she has lung cancer and that they can cure it. And, you know, there's some young dude there who's a reactionary shithead. I'm popular and no one has ever heard of you. They leave Reed for collateral <laughs> and take the older guy and the old lady to the ship. These two actors are totally for real. Like, I mm-hmm. legit felt bad for them. Yeah. 
being in this episode and having the shitty dialogue yes. and the <laughs> stupid slang uh, or whatever, whatever you call it, pigeon or whatever you call it. Um, he's been in a bunch of Star Trek. Yes, he has. Yeah. He was the Vedic who was like in DS9, who was like, uh, the prophecy says that the three Vipers shall come or whatever. Yeah, that's that right. Episode. Um, yeah, he's he's been in. Tons and tons and tons of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, both of them, their IMDb is a zillion credits long. Mm -hmm. I mean, she goes back to the Donna Reed show. Nice. She only died uh, in 2013. This was one of her last credits. Oh, awesome. Yeah, her fifth last, uh, mm -hmm. technically, but her last last was like a... Well, I'm glad it wasn't her last last. Yeah, oh God, yeah. <laughs> There's no fucking dignity in that. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Jesus. If it was her last one, I would understand why. She's like, yeah, no, there's no point. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. This is shale. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> yeah, uh, her last credit was like just a short or something, but she mm -hmm. did a whole lot of TV, like nice. through all years. Um she was had a recurring role on Simon and Simon in the eighties. Nice. Um, I think she was like maybe even like principal cast on that yeah, or something. Yeah. But uh, I I only have vague memories of that show. I, Me too. I, don't think I really watched it. But Me too. yeah, the both of them have been in a zillion things. Mm -hmm. He was in like he's been in everything from like Stargate to Mr. Yep. Deeds. I was about to say he was in Stargate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the show and the movie. Mm-hmm. Same character, yeah. Which is which was actually kind of rare because most of the people there was only basically him and the dude that that uh, played the bad guy in the movie that that's were also in the show. Oh yeah. So anyway, I feel sorry for these people because they are actually good actors. They've uh, done a bunch of good stuff, but man, they got handed some shit. <laughs> yeah. So they tried. The uh, fuck is on their faces? Like, I know. Do they? Uh, the only practical thing I could think of is that they put the white shit on like the top parts of their faces because they're often in low lights. Maybe that or they, there, there really is no good explanation for that. There is no reason no. why they need to have that kind of um, makeup on or, or, you know, mud or whatever. Because unless they're going outside, which you would use that maybe to protect against the sun, there's nothing to really protect your skin against in the caves. I didn't get this whole thing no. Again, at all. And they totally. had these weird wavy, like they look like cornrows mm -hmm. from a distance. And then you mm -hmm. get up front and it's like, well, where'd they get all the, the hair gel? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is it like digger <laughs> spit, you know, whatever? <laughs> Armadillo? What, what is this? Uh, yeah. This stupid it's look. Like, terrible. It's awful. It's awful. So the, yeah, the grandma remembers the, remembers the poison rains and mm -hmm. Fox figures out that she's got lung cancer. And they go up to the ship and she's totally in denial. She's like, no, she's a Novin, you know, blah, 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 whatever. So yeah. they put, they put her, Flox puts her in the super MRI and she flips the fuck out. Which makes very little sense because why would you be uncomfortable in a small space like that when you're used you to caves? lived your whole life in like caves and digging through tunnels? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sure. Whatever. All right. Fine. But yeah, so so basically the treatment will take a few minutes to synthesize. And I'm wait, like, wait, hold on. I'm not even done with that. Like, that doesn't <laughs> freak you out. Uh, that freaks you out, uh -huh. being in the MRI m machine thing, but not getting in a shuttle uh -huh. and flying into open space. You spend your right. whole life underground <laughs> and then 
only going up to the surface occasionally, you know, here and there. Yeah. And then you're flying above the ground into space. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. It seems like that would be the freak out point Uh for someone in that position. Dude, it would freak me out. Yeah, fuck. And I know about space. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because they call like they call it like a, a sky ship. Right. So there's there's no indication that they know anything about things in beyond space. the stars and yeah. in space. There's yeah. no indication of this at all. But yeah. you know, okay, fine, yeah, we'll just kind of fly we'll into this terrifying blackness. <laughs> <laughs> beyond the sky that they've only ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, so the the lung cancer treatment is gonna take a few minutes. And I'm thinking, ah, oh, the possibilities of medicine not based on profit. Oh, God, right? Um, so Ahab uh, pushes, you know, he kind of forces it on her again. He shows her pictures of the colonists, you know, and I'm, I'm, th- I'm sitting there going, this is not going to go well. This is just going to piss them off, you know, because he doesn't understand psychology. He doesn't, he's just Ahab. Um, and they just get pissed off, obviously, and block him out. So, your Mikey. cat okay? Can yeah. hear your cat, Mikey. I'm right here, dumbass. My cat was turbo evil yesterday. Oh, <laughs> what did she? What did he do? He tried to kill a baby rabbit, like a little tiny <gasps> cute bunny. Like he tormented it and then brought oh. it to us. Like, look what I got! And I'm like, no, dude, that's oh. he kills chipmunks. Okay, fine. They dig under the house and they can cause problems. Okay, okay. Sure. Kill the chipmunks. Yeah. Okay, they're kind of cute, but you know you got to do. All right, that's fine. Mm, yeah. Um, but the baby bunny, I was like, no, nope, 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 nope. So we nope. stopped him from doing that. An hour later, he tried to kill a baby deer. Oh, <gasps> what the fuck! I couldn't believe it. I opened <laughs> the, the door and he's standing there, looking like away from me. At a baby deer, like there was a baby deer that was born on our property like the other day. Yeah. And we've kept the animals away from it because it's been just kind of here and there around. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> he's just like oh cat slinking up on it. Oh, and it's my God. Kind of in these leaves and sort of buried or whatever. And I can see it, you know, and it's totally unaware. It's like licking oh. its side or something and just kind of being a baby. And the cat is sneaking up on it. And I'm like, what? the fuck do you think you're doing oh my god he's like i was like you know what fuck this i'm gonna let it happen i gotta see this because there's it's twice his size it can't yeah he can't do anything to it so he, he slinks up on it like he gets right in its face and it's a baby so it doesn't know what's going on and then it's oh instant they just look at each other for a few seconds and then the deer figures out what's going on or its instinct takes over whatever and it goes and it jumps up oh. and screams and is like running away and the cat's chasing it. Oh my God. So it chases it for a minute, for for a second. I'm like, what? Are you serious? And then the neighbors are outside so they see this yeah. and, the, and my neighbor uh, is one of these people in the neighborhood that feed the deer. Yeah, yeah. Which is incredibly stupid because it's uh. the, it's hazardous to them. It, you know, they can get uh-huh. hit by cars and destroy our yeah. car, you know, all this stuff like that. So yeah. she, she's like, it was chasing the baby deer. Like she was just like, kill your fucking cat, you know. Like this, you know, we we grab him, pick him up, or whatever, and uh, I tell him like, yeah, sorry, he's 
uh, apparently just Satan today. I, I don't. <laughs> you were you were calling your cat like a dumbass. I'm like, yeah, mine is straight evil. That motherfucker <laughs> tried to kill a deer. You believe that? Uh huh. I do. What would what do. did he think he was gonna do if he like jumped onto it? Like, granted, this is this, it's a it's maybe a week old, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But it's still twice his size. He's not a big cat. He doesn't think think so. <laughs> they don't have any idiot. clue how how big they are. Yeah, the MGM <laughs> lion within just raw, you know. Uh-huh. He'll kill a squirrel. Yeah. He can barely take down a squirrel. Yeah. He's gonna take down a deer. <laughs> Kiss my ass. My ancestors took down antelope. I can do this. He's full of shale. He, oh. <laughs> Nope. All right. Nope. So back in the caves, uh, Reed is trying. I hate the caves at this point. I'm already completely I do sick too. of these stupid caves. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking about the, the the stuck in the cave episode of DS9 where it's supposedly Kira. It's not, but it's Kira and Odo, and they're stuck right. in the cave. And the cave looked way worse than this. Uh huh. And I wasn't even then when it looked like the ground was velvet and the right. <laughs> And the rocks were just styrofoam, spray painted uh-huh. styrofoam. I was still not as sick of these fucking caves. As yeah. So he's trying to talk to this kid. Yeah, he's trying to make a friend out of the the reactionary little shit. Frankly, I find this whole thing a waste of time. He uh, he eats some armadillo, and then they start mm. playing these pipes. The world flute music. They're made out of like skulls from the armadillos and. Whatever mm-hmm. else. It actually sounds good. For a minute, I was like, why did this happen? But I think that they're trying to pay off for something later. So I think that it actually does kind of matter. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, at some point, Paul had figured out and told everybody that the asteroid, it was an asteroid that fell. And the, the type of rock it was was like radioactive, which is, I don't know, that's a stretch. Um, but... I guess because it was superheated, it it created kind of a radioactive gas that went everywhere and got into the ground and and all that. Which is good hard sci-fi. I mean, it is. I think. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't think it's weird that um, a rock in space would be irradiated. You know, that's. Mm, oh yeah. 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 Well, especially especially if it's you know heated like that. Yeah. Yeah. So those kind of temperatures. So that makes shit. Sense. I mean, it's. I don't know how irradiated. Um, they've been in the past, but asteroids have hit Earth, kill the dinosaurs and mm-hmm. shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would fuck up your entire ecosystem for a long time. Uh, then they're back on the ship. They find a recording of... Uh, oh, I called them the Texan. That's just what I thought of this group of anti-foreigners uh, coming on our soil <laughs> people. <laughs> This makes zero sense. Um, Uh I guess they're just reactionary dickheads. Get off my land. Uh, So I called them the Texans. As as far as my understanding is, one of the colonists made like really dumb threats against Earth if they sent any more people to this Terra Nova. Yeah. And Logan was his name, apparently. Yeah. And like they, you know, there was some kind of, you know, war of words between the two. And I'm like, first of all, why are you so worried? I mean, they could send them to the other side of the planet. Really, dude? Evidently, one of the people that they sent on this incredibly dangerous, um, you know, colonization off world was some dude who wanted the entire planet to himself. (laughs) Mine. Oh, mine. (laughs) 
this guy got so xenophobic about other humans that he mm-hmm. didn't want anyone other than the 200 people that landed there to live there. Yeah. Doesn't the cousin fucking get old at some point? Yeah. Well, in that kind of a situation, that's exactly what would happen. Because if you have that small of a population, you're going to get immediate inbreeding. Yeah. There's an episode um, of Star Trek uh, Next Gen where it's like second season where it's um, it's a really terrible episode. But there's one planet full of clones and one pre- planet full of Irishmen. Oh, the space um, Irish episode. Yeah. Yeah. The space Irish episode. But basically what um, what Pulaski says is that all of the women are going to have to have three husbands and have children with those three husbands just in order to have a good enough gene pool. They're going to have to go all poly. Because otherwise they're going to immediately start inbreeding. And, I mean, I don't know if you know some of the really detrimental effects of inbreeding, but if anybody's interested, fucking look at the Amish. Dude, are you fucking kidding? I'm from Louisiana. I stand before you tonight as a proud deplorable. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) Right? You know what I'm talking about. Literally, I can't share this planet with more than these 200 people. It's the most psychotic thing I have ever heard. It's totally crazy. Honestly, they could have just lied to them and been like, uh, okay, and then still just sent people yeah. and put them on the other side of the planet, and they're not going to find each other for a thousand fucking years. They would never know. Fuck them. So perfect timing. This is when the asteroid hit 70 years ago, was during this whole like little battle of wills between the colonists and Earth. And so the kids survived underground, and uh, I guess, you know, it turned into the fucking Blue Lagoon, and they did the Adam and Eve thing, which is, I mean, again, lots of inbreeding. It's pretty cringe. This mm-hmm. is all just awful. Like It really is. None of this, man. <laughs> this is fucking terrible. It is. And T'Pol is right again, because if Earth had asked the Vulcans to send a ship, all of this would have been figured out, and these people would have survived okay. Well, Vulcan's mm. bit too high a price. Something race, Yeah. Stay the course. <laughs> <laughs> so, Phlox tells them that they've been drinking contaminated water for so long so that they're all super sick. Everybody's got too many rads. Yep. Uh, they need to check their pit boys. The old lady is just, like, completely crushed. She finally figures out Nadette is Bernadette. And the whole audience is like, duh. (laughs) Really? And, okay, (sighs) this is where I'm like, what? In the captain's office, um, Ahab and T'Pol get into this conversation about how to deal with primitive civilizations, and it's suddenly an indigenous culture argument? I kind of like this scene because... um, It was so... Out of left field, though, I I was completely not expecting it to go this way. Yeah, I wasn't really expecting it, but there was some Kirk Spock echoes in the conversation. So I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, this is starting to trek. Yes. Usually it was a three-way thing where you've got Kirk, Spock, and Bones, but at this Mm -hmm, one, mm -hmm. you know, we don't have a a Bones. um, Which because our our doctor is too too smart. Um, Yeah. To our detriment, we don't have a bones. Yeah. 
And we already learned from Next Generation, don't introduce the bones later. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what they did yeah. with Pulaski, and that's no. why Pulaski didn't work. If that she had started with it, it mm-hmm. might have worked mm-hmm. fine. Maybe. But yeah. you can't just yeah. introduce this character no. and have mm-hmm. them be antagonistic towards mm-hmm. Spock, who mm-hmm. is Data in the new se- yeah. in the Next Generation. Yeah. So that's why they're doing it. Anyway, um, I kind of like it. Because it's a moral argument, a discussion about a moral issue that Mm -hmm. takes a couple of turns. And Ahab is wrong when it starts out. It doesn't stay just concept. Right. They start talking about nuts and bolts. Well, Mm -hmm. what are you going to do? Are you going Mm -hmm. to bring them back? And he's he's like... Hell yeah. "Uh, Well, I can't bring them back in chains. What... Mm -hmm. We have to bring them back to Earth. Like, their life is horrible here. Yeah. And she's like, well, you're going to erase their culture and you're going to completely, you know, and force them to learn English and force them to do this and force them to do that. And he's like, hell yeah. And she's like, well, then you've destroyed a culture. Which is the only reason I think that the music scene was kept. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's two things that always cut through when we're talking about cultures, and that's food yep. and music. Yep. And they tried with the food, but it was more just like a bit about how gross eating armadillo is for right. Reed. Right. Uh, so that wasn't really going to work. And that's why you had music right after that. Mm-hmm. Because if that wasn't there, it's like, what fucking culture? Eating armadillos and fucking your cousins? Like, that's, that's just, just Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they figure out we've got to move them to a different part of the planet. And I'm like, that could have been accomplished. I mean, I'm sorry. That was an idea I had when I first watched this episode. I'm like, just move them to a different area. Yeah. Um, so Ahab tries to explain it to the, the old woman as they're taking them back to the surface. And Milk Toast tries to get a Pollyanna line in. And it's just, it's so hard to get through this. I just, uh, yeah. I hate this episode so much. Yeah. It's when so they're bad. on the ship or whatever. And mm. he's like, why do you want to take our tunnels? And mm. Mayweather's like, uh, we just want to help you. Like, we just want to help you. The line yeah. should have been, we have a spaceship. Yeah. What would we do with your tunnels? What would be our motivation for taking your tunnels? Yeah. Why yeah. would we want your tunnels? tunnels. <laughs> we crossed light years and, and built we built this technology to just go for all that armadillo meat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you Ugh. fucking talking about? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so he has this opportunity and nope, nope, they don't give it to him. Mm-hmm. They don't let mm-hmm. nope nothing nothing nope could have been yep uh, borderline funny could have been interesting yeah. could have been yeah anything it could have been the but, thing but that would stick in his head and like cut through and make all this work mm-hmm. and yep. that way yep. when the old lady turns later and she's like no let's get the fuck out of here like it really yeah. is like the last straw mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but no nope 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 but nope, no. nope 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 so the pod lands and falls immediately into a fucking sinkhole and i'm sorry they didn't detect that yeah i mean they had said earlier the geology is not all that stable but it seems like they'd be able to know like you don't drop this thing that's like five thousand pounds or however much the fucking thing weighs without like checking anyway yeah so but everyone's miraculously fine and the old dude is like let me out and i'm like i feel the same way honey (laughs) (sighs) once again getting uh uh claustrophobic for Mm -hmm. some reason when you grew up in tunnels and dirt caves uh, caves it doesn't make any sense at all Mm -mm. nope all right so he knows where they are which is 
good, I guess. And he, for some reason, demands Ahab's gun. That doesn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense at first. And then I think there's a line that kind of makes it make sense a little bit later, but I didn't see it as necessary. I, it didn't really. Yeah, it wasn't necessary at all. So they rescue Anovan when he got trapped in the collapse, like in this filling pool of water and there's a tree trunk on him or something. And they have to trust each other. <laughs> Bonds are formed. God, I hate this episode. Bridges are built. Yeah. Novin saves Ahab. They rescue the dude. They lift the styrofoam tree root. Everybody's safe. This last ditch, like, it's just badly written. I'm just going to say it. It's badly written. Because he has to demand the... I'm trying to think why this happened. So he has to demand the phaser back. Right. In order to free the guy. I'm just trying to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not... not, uh, uh, I'm just trying to think like why the phaser line happened before mm-hmm. uh, Vedic Yarek or whatever the guy from DS9 says like, <laughs> uh, yeah. no, you'll just go get your guy back or something, which is which is like, oh, why okay. is that a problem? They already got you home. Mm-hmm. You know how to get home. Yeah. So no, th- never mind. Never mind. That right, doesn't work at right. all. Never mind. You're absolutely right. No, There's no yeah. reason for it at all. I talked myself out of it. <laughs> Turns out it sucks. Oh my god! So so yeah, everybody's safe. Suddenly, the old lady totally remembers her childhood. And again, I'm not going to dignify the stupid ass language. Um, and and it's the bad. They, yeah, they decide the go befores. The I rem- <laughs> I see the go before, and I see uh, whatever. <laughs> Jesus, that's stupid. I'm sorry. The language would not have changed that much in two no, generations. No, it was. I mean. I mean, she was like old enough to talk, so she obviously was old enough to teach it to her children. Who I, none of that makes sense anyway. No, um, it's it's yeah, awful. No. So they go to they decide to go to the a different area of the planet, and then it's over. You we just boop. We, it's everything's fine again. Yep. And they're suddenly in in the captain's mess and milk toast is quizzing to paul on human disappearances again quizzing her on something that she couldn't possibly know because she's fucking falcon <laughs> why would she give a fuck about amelia earhart exactly this series has a thing for amelia earhart yeah, she it was does. in that voyager episode mm-hmm. and we fu- we know what actually happened to her LOL. So yeah, Milk Toast gets his Pollyanna ending, and yay, I never have to watch that again. (laughs) Did you notice that they changed the captain's mess in order to make it bigger for the four characters? I didn't know. I didn't see that. No. If you watch Broken, it's much smaller. It's way more. There's no room to the right of Archer. Uh, It's just like. Pretty much like the wall and the mm-hmm. the port with the window or whatever, mm-hmm. and then behind him there was like a some kind of weird, like a bar or something, metal bar kind of thing like that. Yeah, it was right behind him. Ah. But in this one, there's enough room for someone for <laughs> Travis to sit there somehow, and there's another like it's another like three feet back that that bar <laughs> that was like right up against him. Uh huh. So somehow, magically, the captain's mess got mm-hmm. um, large enough to have an extra person because we needed an extra person. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this was awful. Uh, but did it trek? Yes, I, I think it did. Yeah. 
I, I, they could have done so much. I mean, it's just one of those episodes that starts out with this awesome premise, really cool premise. Where did this colony go? We're finally far enough and we're finally, you know, in the area we can, we can go check on this, this, you know, mystery. Cool premise. Bombed it. Just, just biffed it hard. Um, but the, the idea that only children survive, you've got Miri, which is another, uh, TOS episode, which I'm not a big fan of that episode either. It's the, the episode where you get the bonk, bonk on the head. That's, that's that episode. I vaguely remember. I haven't seen it in years. Yeah. It's, it's not a good one. I mean, it, it does track. Yeah. I I hate it, but it does track. It felt like a combination of a few different things in Trek that we'd seen before. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it felt like, you know, yeah, it felt like a Star Trek thing. Uh, Did you find any band names? Um, Beresium or Shale, Novum, not really, no. <laughs> I was I was just so like God I hate this. Shale kind of works actually. I'm, I'm I'm into that. Yeah. Just the name of like a, a geological formation. Let it let it work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I had a few. Mm-hmm. Um, the Novans. That would be really cool for a um, like a space rock band or like a surf rock kind of you know kind of Man or Astro Man kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I think a Man or Astro Man type band like some surfy stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Go Befores. Not bad, not bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, and then, like, just because I had said something about um, Spock's torpedo coffin thing, I put torpedo coffin. <laughs> I kind of like that. Yeah, torpedo coffin's not too bad. <laughs> That's not bad at all. <laughs> and then, of course, the diggers. The diggers. I That would work for me. Um Especially just for, you know, a kind of a bar rock, uh, yeah, you know, power ballad kind of band. Like a weekend cover band of coal miners. Oof. Well, next episode is much better. It's, it's, not, a per, it's not perfect. There's a lot of bits about it that I'm like, what? Uh, but I still love this episode much more than you know several of them that we've already covered especially this one um <laughs> but do you have a do you have a recommendation yeah i do so non-track non-track rec- recommendation. recommendation um a few years ago this started happening apparently and i didn't know until like last year but remember shira when we were kids mm-hmm. they made a new one Oh, yeah, I have heard of this, and it looks pretty fucking amazing. It's actually fantastic. It's nice. very, very buffy. Um, nice. Yeah, it's a, it's it's very buffy. Uh, so if you're a fan of the old buffy stuff, it's uh, very much that. Plus, like, uh, the art style, it's an animated show. Uh, the mm-hmm. art style is a lot like the later, like, airbender stuff, like the Korra mm-hmm. kind of thing, where it's... On the it's anime influenced, but it's not full blown, you know, cringe anime. Whatever, it's really funny. Mm-hmm. It's super, super progressive and uh, very, very feminist, very girl power, and mm-hmm. very funny. So nice. the new Shira, I think it's called yeah, it's called Shira and the Princesses of Power, and it's done. It's five seasons. So if you haven't seen any of it, you can like watch it right through. Mm-hmm. It's not there to take itself too seriously in terms of the lore and in terms of canon and things mm-hmm. like that. It's just kind of oh, like, good. yeah, Shira can kind of do this in this episode because 
it's cool. That's what we want her to <laughs> yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, that's fine with me. With Star Trek, uh, and with a lot of sci-fi, we get bogged down in canon and lore yes. and things like that. And yes. I think every once in a while, a show like this comes along. It's just like, you know, what? it's just fun. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and we're kind of just playing with whatever. I mean, who was worried about Shira lore being held to in a new series? You know, right? What I mean? well, I'm pretty. I'm fairly sure that if you watched the old version of Shira, it's not like they were worried about canon then either. You know, yeah. I mean, <laughs> are you kidding? They don't give a shit about that when they were when it was that old. It's an animated show. It's safe enough where if you've got kids, you know, that are, I don't know, probably, I don't know, I don't know, I don't fucking know what kids can, anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't know what the, kids do. <laughs> but it, it seems like it's safe enough for kids to watch, too. Mm-hmm, hmm Awesome. Yeah, so she and the Princesses of Power. It's on Netflix. Nice. What about you? Um, th- this isn't something new, but it's just something British and something I love is uh, QI. Oh, yeah. Um, you can find a lot of episodes on YouTube. You can find them on Tubi, Tubi TV. Um, QI is the best. Um, it's a series of basically what it is, it's just a bunch of comedians, like four comedians, are on a talk show where they ask um, basically impossible to answer questions, and you get points for how creative your answer is. So if you just blurt out the first thing that comes to mind and it's and it's something that everybody would think of, you don't get any points and you get points taken away. But if you say something funny and the audience laughs and it's and it's creative, then you get points. So nobody's actually asking for the real answers. Sometimes somebody, you know, actually knows the answer to the question, but that's fairly rare because so, it's mainly about the comedians talking and riffing off of these subjects. But it's fucking hilarious, and I love it. There's uh, Stephen, um, oh my Fry. god, Stephen Fry. Thank you, Stephen Fry. Does the uh, the first um, bunch of the episode? Like each season is a letter. So like you know he did like A through M or whatever, and then Sandy Tosvig, this other British comedian, is doing the latter part of the alphabet, um, and. Basically, like, you know, the M series will be on uh, one episode will be on motion or mythology or, you know, something like that. And that episode's just generally about that. And it's and it, I, I highly recommend it. It's hilarious and you learn stuff and can't go wrong with that. Tons of them on YouTube. They're super yeah. fun to watch. Yeah. And they're really, totally. really interesting stuff, don't they? Yeah. Very, very interesting stuff. You definitely learn all kinds of weird little facts and stuff like that. And if you're the weir- a weirdo like me who's like, I love like strange little you know did you know blah 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 you know that kind of stuff that's i'm i'm i love doing that so it's definitely a show for people like that all right awesome cool. all right black lives matter black lives matter live long and prosper hey uh quick postscript uh post show script i don't know whatever anyway we're gonna be opening the floor up to advertising and it's gonna be really cheap and we're not looking for advertisers from Honey or Purple or whatever, HelloFresh, I don't know, all the other stuff that you usually hear on podcasts. We're looking to you. Uh, we don't have a Patreon. We're not really asking for a whole bunch of money. Just once in a while, if you want to throw in 25 bucks and you can advertise anything you want, maybe it's a company, maybe it's uh, an event, I don't know. Maybe you want to tell somebody that they suck or that you want to marry them, whatever. Just go ahead and send us an email. 
wearestartrekstuff at gmail.com. We'll get talking. Thank you so much for listening and for your support. Please leave reviews on iTunes and, you know, all that, all that shit. 